Yes, I'm grumpy. And jaundiced, if you're looking on YouTube. <laughs> you do look you do look a bit like a Simpson. I do. It's because all of everything's been packed away because all together now. I'm homeless. Homeless. Oh, oh no, hang on a minute. That's Paul Simon. It's not homeless. What did he say? No, no. I thought you were singing um uh, uh, Vitalite, the margarine spread song from the 70s. Ooh, it might have been that. What did they sing? Were they homeless? It was, wasn't it Israelite by oh, Desmond yeah. Decker? I'm thinking of Israelites. I'm not an Israelite. Um, okay, never mind. Moving on. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be homeless. And so lots of the lights have gone. And so I've got this lovely yellowy hue. <laughs> yes. Do you know what? I've just realised what you were trying to do. You were trying to do Deo, Deo. Daylight come and... I almost did the voice, which would have been offensive, but I saved myself and did it in my voice. Daylight come and me want go. Maybe oh, we should do it, that, but can you? It's like when you say, you hey, Mickey, uh, you're so fine. You can't... And your head goes, what? you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Oh, I see. You can't not yes. do it. Well, this, this episode on success has been very successful already. <laughs> <laughs> um so success now, yeah here's the thing when people mm-hmm. say to you uh, how do you measure success or yes um, oh you've been very successful haven't you i always think mm. i always err at that point and it sounds like you're being i don't know maybe a bit uh. coy or pious or something but i it's because it always catches me out i think well what is I don't know? Am I is, is mm. depend by whose measurement and depends what you're measuring yeah. on. You know, you is it because of my millions or my awards or you know what what do you mean my youthful looks? What do you, which <laughs> the blue yes, plaques? None of which. <laughs> Are you my OBEs? <laughs> um, well, for, for better or worse, I think you've hit the nail on the head already, and that there's a gazillion yardsticks for success. Yeah, but here's the thing: what is uh, now, I always find these conversations difficult for us because, you know, the human podcast shouldn't be prescriptive. It shouldn't be us saying this is the way you should live your life and this is what it means yeah. to be human. But at the same time, it's exploratively asking what does it mean to be human? So is success important for humans? And is it important that we look at, that we measure success by something that perhaps is different to how we might normally measure it? So, so the obvious things are um, peer gratification uh, no not great what do i mean like yeah. awards and stuff like that yeah, approval. approval yeah yeah um and some people now of course generationally might measure success based on how many followers you've got on instagram or something um certainly yes. did i tell you the story about just real quick uh, because this is relevant so i went i was asked to have a meeting about a very about co-hosting a very successful very famous tv show right and so I, <gasps> is it the bricks <laughs> no and i went in and one of the first questions within, I don't know, three or four minutes they asked was how many followers I had on Instagram. And I right. said, uh, I, I don't know, not many, like two and a half thousand of that. What, why? And they said, well, obviously we're looking for someone who's got great social media presence. And I said, why? And they said, well, because obviously the more successful somebody is on social media, that helps the show because it increases our coverage. And I felt like saying, if you want me to have 50,000 followers on instagram give me a weekend and mm. by monday i'll have fifty thousand followers because i could buy them like it's not it's not the right <laughs> thing to do and, and they're not active and i've got friends that have like twenty thousand followers on instagram and some of their posts only get like right. 50 likes or something so yeah. so my point is that 
that for me seemed like a really inane measurement of somebody's success based on something so vacuous and vapid and also transient because I'm reminded of what Joan mm. Collins said, you know, that lovely thing where she said that, um, you know, darling, when you get famous, you'll be in all the newspapers. But remember that today's newspaper is tomorrow's chip paper. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is relevant, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My my point is, is that an important measurement of success? Or should we be asking people to think, well, maybe there are other ways that are great to think about what success is that might not at all be, yeah. it might be the feeling you get inside or something. Or it's hard, yeah. isn't it? It, it is it is tough. And actually, I heard uh, Sophie Turner, who was in Game of Thrones, said she wasn't the best actress, but she got the role because she had the biggest Instagram following. Right. So at every level, that's happening. Sure, sure. Uh, but you're, you did say something interesting then. I try. Uh, if you dial into the... <laughs> uh, if you dial into the metrics, okay, someone might have lots of followers, but as your friend has 20,000 followers, but gets t- but has sure. tiny engagement. Sure. So actually, followers as a number... Is a, is a useless, pointless number if no one cares what you're posting. They might just be on there for, for whatever and reason. And let's broaden that concept out because, of course, historically, society has encouraged the atypical um, a path of success, almost probably borrowed from the American mm. dream, which is you will start at a business and you will gradually work your yeah. way up a corporate ladder and success is deemed by... I guess, increases in salary and gradually increases in positions until you work your way up to the top. Um, is that a definition of success? I suppose it's the corporate or work equivalent of likes and follows. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, well, Is this all a bit close success, to home, Matt? The, just the ideal. You, <laughs> before you really, got fired. You know me, climbing up those, those greasy yeah. poles, shinning up. <laughs> but then, okay, so what are you rewarded with with that, though? Retirement, when you're old and you can't do anything and you haven't done all the things you could have done earlier in your life. Well, like, that sure, is a false, that is a In pop. short term, you're rewarded with stability and conformity, aren't you? And for some people, those things are very important. You know, if, if the idea of yeah. a stable job and, and that maybe is success for you. I know historically, I was talking to somebody recently... I've got this awful feeling it might have been you, but it wasn't you because you don't really talk to me unless we're doing this. Um, And they were saying that their dad had encouraged them. Oh, I know who it was. It's okay. It wasn't you. Um, They were a really successful events host and they've traveled all over the world. Um, She was single. She got to have a great time all over the world, um, meeting all these different people, big events. It was great Mm. fun. And then, of course, lockdown happened. No events. So her dad encouraged her to go into the police force because, quote-unquote, that would have a... She'd get a really good retirement, and it was a stable work. And I thought, well, yeah, but there are lots of things that you could do that have a stable income and a great retirement policy, and being spat at and abused day by day probably isn't isn't the number one on my list. And surely if she's... If she's travelling the world and hosting events, she's actually better set up for her pension already, and, like with long-term, better long-term prospects. Yeah, and, but she went off to go and join the police on the advice of her dad. And I said to the guy that was telling me, I said, oh, the she really s- did. sad thing is that that is, I think, probably out-of-date advice. I think maybe 30 years ago, you uh, know, go be a doctor, go be yeah. a lawyer, go be a police officer. Those are all stable jobs with great pensions. Well, as we've seen with the cuts in 
you know, employment in police and nursing mm. and budgets and all the rest of it. I, I don't think any of those jobs are, you know, stable or... Is any job stable anymore? Isn't, isn't it more stable to create well, your I suppose own if you were job? a... Um, if you were the person in charge of balancing scales, that would be a stable job, wouldn't it? You know, well, I worked with the horse. I worked on a horse farm. That was a stable. Oh, job. Hey, yeah, that's a better one than mine. Very good. Um, nay, thank you. Um, <laughs> so stop. I kept getting fat locked. Stop down. horsing around now. Stop that. We probably skip to the tail of this. We should think that <laughs> I knows for a start that um, success means different things to different people. And that is the cause of an awful lot of friction and arguments in society is that you've got people clambering mm. over other people, actually to the detriment of other people's happiness and their own success in order for them of to course. be successful. Um, I mean, many of my friends who are doctors have told me, so one of the things that put me off medicine actually is that they, they said, you know, really the only way, medicine's very cutthroat because mm. there might be, I don't know, 50 people applying to do uh, you know work alongside some amazing plastic surgeon and there are only three places and so it's all about me you know it's about what can i prove i can do how am i better i want to get all the you know good surgeries in i need to demonstrate i'm brilliant and that for me is a slightly uncomfortable you know kind of rubs against the Mm. whole purpose of the hippocratic oath and um uh, and what medicine should be about but taking it out of context of medicine, I wonder if other people find that in their own jobs that they think well, actually there's a pressure on me to be see to almost perform to sh- to demonstrate that mm. I'm worthy of this quote unquote success. Yeah. Well, I think we've got to ask why we want the success, yeah. and is it oft is it not usually for almost parental approval to to show to prove to your parents you've been a success and then. They're happy and you can move on. You've won. Well, and also that you're free, right? Because the ultimate approval is parental yeah, approval, you're, right? you're not, yeah, 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 so you're not uh, a burden on them. Bad choice of words. You're not uh, there, there. You don't have to be looked after sure, by them anymore. Sure, sure. The irony is, as that switches back again, you have to look after them as they go older. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I, I'm known as the boomerang kid uh, in our family because I just keep going back. Uh, because invariably I move out and uh, like now there's a period where I haven't got anywhere to live so I've got to go back in stay with my parents for a bit or my mum for a bit um so uh, oh. I suppose it works both ways um <laughs> <laughs> but I think questioning why you want success or what your version of success why you want your version of success yeah. I think that's important. I think that is the that's the bigger question that that's where the real rub is because it's not about yeah you're masking the real problem. You know, your drive to work your way up the corporate ladder or your drive to grow this business or earn more money or whatever it might be, or mm. quote unquote, make a million pounds. I always find that really funny when people say, um, I want to earn a million pounds. They've got this weird kind of goal about earning a million pounds. And when you sort of unpick it, you think, why, why would you want to work? So if you invested a million pounds based on very approximate investment um, uh, percentages you yeah. would yield approximately 35 grand a year which is sort of 
a sort of you know fairly average salary so what's the point in trying to earn yes. a million pounds because you would basically invest it or you're going to spend it all aren't you or you're going to and then you're back to square one or you're going to sensibly invest it yeah. and only get the same amount every year that you were probably earning before um but i think that you're right the rub is what's the driver what's the yeah. what is going on underneath because of course those sorts of things are insecurities desperation for validation um, and yep. perhaps also being slightly lost, Matt. I know that's a bit, yeah. That's a that's a tough one for us to think about and to to really, you know, get down. But I think there's a lot of people that are lost. I I, I couldn't agree more. And then there's I no think that that almost comes back. <laughs> um, <laughs> almost well, not almost. That links back to power yeah. last week because when. If you feel lost and you feel like you are, you're out of control, you can't control lots of things, you come back to control the things you can. And if you have, say, a career yes. path or a fitness goal or something, that can give you a way to control some things and feel like you can make progression and things are changing and you can succeed. But then again, that can have a positive ripple effect. If you like, again, that dopamine hit giving you that, oh, okay, yeah, I feel better about myself. I did achieve that little step. Maybe I can do more. So... Uh, but I, I, I agree. I think people, us, we, me, latch onto things sometimes to give us that sense of I'm doing okay when maybe other things aren't. Yeah, maybe that is because, of course, with success comes comfort, right? And with comfort comes reassurance and with reassurance comes self-validation. So, you know, external yep. validation helps us validate ourselves that we're on the right path, we're doing the right thing, we do exist, we are right, we're okay, Um we matter, we're heard, all of those things that probably are the more important aspects that show up as I need to be successful. Yes. So if you can you can appreciate yourself, your achievements, as opposed to wanting other people to appreciate them for you, mm. I think you'll be happier because that will do much do wonders for your self-esteem as opposed to your self-esteem relying on what other people think of you because there you might do really well and some might someone might still think you're a dick sure or you did it you didn't do it the way they would have done it but also success is almost always transient as well when you look at some of the incredibly yeah. wealthy people that um over lockdown have lost an awful lot of money or through war um people's riches and fortunes have been stripped i always remember very mm. firmly years ago reading an article about homelessness and one of the people that they had um, interviewed who was homeless was a doctor mm. but had been wow. divorced and the divorce was so messy that he didn't have any money left and he was so embarrassed God. that he moved cities and very quickly didn't have any money and was so embarrassed to tell any of his friends or family that he was living on the streets um so yeah, and it really drove home to me it could happen to anybody at any time. And so mm. you get success, but just like Joan Collins said, you know, it, success <laughs> is today's success. It's tomorrow's history. Yeah. So, you know, I'm reminded of all of those things. You know, when you sat, like, chatting to friends, you say, whatever happened to, you know, Hanson? Uh, whatever happened to, you know, mm, <laughs> but, mm, that, I used to love that. Um, whatever happened to, I don't know, whoever, you know, off the telly or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you think, well, you know, somewhere their success because of something has come. I, I'm also reminded of the comedian, I'm not going to say the name, very famous household comedian who was accused in the that whole 
terrible Jimmy Savile oh. um, investigation thing, yeah. was wrongly accused, was then found to be oh, innocent. God. But in order to defend himself, he had to sell his house in order to fund all of the defence, was then, of course, freed. But there's no recompense for that. So he's now living <sighs> no, in a pokey that's... little flat on his own with you know next to no money because all of his savings and everything went on defending his name. So... <laughs> that doesn't seem right no it doesn't it? seem right and there's an incredible book called The Secret Barrister which everybody should write that's not my book of the month I'm allowed to because uh, that's just contextual reference um, <laughs> which everyone should read because it's really it's an amazing sort of expose and um, uh, deep dive into the British legal system and how it works and how it doesn't work okay um, but therein is a classic example of somebody who had amazing success throughout his career, really, really successful mm. person. But at some point, that balloon was popped through something that you couldn't be, um, couldn't have controlled. Unpopped. So, yes. Um, so the trappings of success, the sort of, you know, physical mm. stuff that comes with it, the incidental stuff, maybe doesn't matter as much as that feeling inside that you that maybe maybe it's pride is what we're talking about a bit here what do you think yeah I, well i think it's i think it's more self-esteem is the most yes. important thing to get from it um who's the most by the by, there's an amazing new artist no, no, you go, oh, no, no, there's Stop an amazing me. new art you, no you go on. you had a you no. had a sidebar in your book so i'm gonna have a sidebar uh there's an amazing new artist called self-esteem and ah. she is incredible and you really should listen to her because it's the most empowering inspiring album i've heard in a trillion years anyway back to the scheduled programming but he, he well, who's the most successful person you know again what yardstick are we using <laughs> me because i'm super happy all the time i honestly think i i'm I, I'm very good at being optimistic. I'm very stoical. I know I seem very flippant, but that helps with being stoical. Sure. So I get through stuff. Um, I see that as a success because it means I, I'm not as... my Okay, my moods go super high, but they don't actually crash. They sort of stabilize quite high. So I, get, I think I get more stuff done because I'm generally always in a good mood. Is that success? This is beginning to sound like an awkward job interview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have I got the job? Have I? Please join me next week with Sally, who will be our new, <laughs> who was marginally more successful than Matt. Um, <laughs> that bitch. Um, okay, but what about people you've met that you think, gosh, they're really successful in whatever their endeavour is? Yes. Well, I there's. Is this uncomfortable uh, now because you're uh, having to talk about other people? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a friend of the family who is mega wealthy. We're talking millions and millions and millions and okay. millions. So if that so is why your are we struggling to find him. a sponsor for this thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's one type of success. You know, somebody who's been incredibly successful in a, either a business yeah. or an investment point of view, and so they're very wealthy. Yes, somebody else in various different industries. I've got friends who are pretty near the top who are like leading lights, doing amazing things. So that's not necessarily monetarily, uh -huh. well, it is, okay, the higher you get, there's a bit more money, but it's more about the prestige of the influence in a, not influence away, but in a good, mm -hmm. in a good way, not just telling people to eat this dog food for 10% sure. off or whatever, like in a, in a cool industry or like an important thing and they are doing good, they're successful because they've done so well because it was their passion. Yep. Okay. I know some super fit people. I think I'm, pretty fit but i know some people who are like fit 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 
and but then again, this is what what I just said. It's their passion. It's even more of a passion than me, and they spend even more time at yes. it, and it pays off. So, I guess I, I guess I know. Here's the thing. Maybe everyone is successful in some way. They just don't realise. And if they did, everyone would be happier. Ooh. Yes. Yes. I think I think it's very easy right now in the world that we live in to feel unsuccessful, unvalued, yeah. and um, significantly low in confidence because of comparison, because we are fed yeah. in a way that I have never known. I'm a big social history fan, and I love looking at old... Uh, advertising campaigns and old social history. I love the work of Milgram and uh, anyway, uh, Skinner and uh, Desmond Morris. <laughs> and never ever, I don't think in the history of the world, has there been such constant social propaganda with social media now with the, the thinner, the fatter, the wealthier, the faster, the more, you know, business yeah. successful, just constant comparison. And I think yes. you're right. I think, if we stopped and said, okay, what have we done? What have I achieved? Actually, I'm pretty successful in my own right. Um, but we don't have the social freedom in probably the UK very much. So maybe a bit more of Europe. But, you know, in other countries like Russia, the United States particularly, it's socially acceptable, acceptable to say I'm a success. I'm really good. I'm, I'm great at this. Uh-huh. In this country, we have that kind of, you know, importance of being earnest. And uh, there's less, I think, social acceptance for someone to say I'm really successful. What do you think? I think the next generation is changing that. I think mm-hmm. because Possibly. I think success is the goal. Yes. And uh, for right or wrong, people with no discernible talent necessarily can make lots of money and be very visible yes. and be out there and be held put on a on a pedestal but should are they like they've done well for hey they've done well for themselves should we criticize that or should we acknowledge hey they they work the system sure. maybe they're not as stupid as we thought they were well y- yes well, maybe, maybe they're not I stupid. Sup- and I, was I, supp- <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the drift is, I'm just flicking through trying to find an important page in this book that's relevant to what we're talking about, but um, the, I suppose that we should be careful not to drift off too much, found it, um, from that notion that maybe people should go away and have a little think about what, yeah. what is, where they've been successful in their life and to think maybe about the, you know, if you've been married for a long period of time, I'd say that was bloody successful in yeah. Rome, right? Right. Well, uh, well, but was it a happy marriage? Did you both cheat? Did you stay together for the children? Like, again, there's so many nuances sure. to that, that actually just saying duration maybe isn't the best metric. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, there might be, you know, you might have, I don't know, got grade four clarinet or something. Well, there might well be somebody that's got grade eight clarinet <laughs> in comparison, but grade four clarinet is four grades more than somebody who doesn't play the clarinet. So that's, you know, broadly a success in that. Um, I think there's all sorts of things that you've been, been, when you start to think about it, begin to unpick it, it becomes really exciting, doesn't it? You think, oh, well, actually, yeah, maybe I'm more successful than I think I am. Yes, it really does. Can we jump back to your divorced doctor on the streets? Because I've got a really interesting thing to think about. my divorced doctor, but, and I don't know him. I've never met him, but yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> the one that I left there. You divorced him. Lovely to meet you, and goodbye. Yeah. 
divorced doctor, his ex-partner, in inverted commas, won. So for everyone to... Here's the question, here's the concept. For every success, does there need to be... Is there a downside to someone? That's very interesting as a concept because... They do say that one person's uh, something or other is another person's success, don't they? <laughs> What's good for the goose is good for the gander. No, That's not relevant. Not, not necessarily. <laughs> the opposite to that. Um, <laughs> so, well, what is that? One person's something or other. People listen to this screaming going, it's blah, blah, blah. Um, is it fish and fowl or is no, that right? What um, are you doing now? All I'm saying is it's, it's the literal, it's one person's something is another person's success. What's the something? What's that word? Oh, I You're don't, really beginning to I irritate don't, I've never heard that saying. So, <laughs> but irrelevant. Do you need a rusk? <laughs> rusk has been saturated in a litre of vodka. So, um, oh. I would imagine there's time and time again throughout history examples of people that have been trampled over hey tesla is a classic example of that um you know he came up with all of these amazing ideas and somebody else took advantage of them and was more successful i mean people don't even think about tesla you hear about edison all the time edison failed so many more times and tesla in fact invented the very thing that helped edison to be successful and become a household name um edison refused to embrace um alternating current uh when everybody got plugged in with dc it was tesla that invented the electricity that we use today it was tesla that invented the the phone it was tesla invented radio waves and transmission of radio waves but other people nicked his you know patents and stuff and uh yeah i know um so you know ironically tesla died in poverty a very frustrated Mm. and um bitter man by all accounts was he successful well in life sort of i suppose he went through a period where he you know he earned a bit of money but was shafted every single time other people were way more successful because of him um Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, I've got a friend, I don't know, maybe I should call her a client, who um, <laughs> is a senior rare disease lead. She's a specialist consultant in children's rare diseases at Birmingham right. uh, Children's Hospital and other places too, um, who's doing incredible work with other colleagues in that field as well. Amazingly successful in in working on and discovering rare diseases that impact, you know, a small amount of children that previously would have died because they were so niche and so few of them that yep. there's not much resources. So I would say she's amazingly successful, but of course you don't need to know yes. about it, do you? Not everybody, no. you can be amazingly no. successful in your field in what you do, but you don't have to be famous because of it. It's a whole different ball game. No, it is. And here's uh, something and interesting because in, <laughs> you you keep saying you're such a tease. You'd never say it when we're in the same room. Um, <laughs> um, this my book of the week has in it a double sp- oh, another spread of the card. I figured if I did it this way, we might get away without the bloody theme tune. This way here, right? This is <laughs> damn it. What's that you say? Jingle. Come on. No, we'll do it at the end. Controversial. Oh, you can dingle your jingle now if you want. Yeah, I should, shouldn't I? Give the people what they want. 
I can't remember the tune for this one. <laughs> Hang on! <laughs> <laughs> Book of the week, and there are two. We'll be discussing them for you. Two men in your ears are your crew. What on earth are we going to do? <laughs> do you do the? It's good. Do, do you do them in the shower? By them, I mean the theme no. tunes. <laughs> no, I, I have to sit with my big post-it notes. When, when does the just... jingly inspiration come to you, Matt? We're all dying to know. Oh, usually 30 seconds before I remember <laughs> recording one of these. Last-minute creativity panic. Um, okay. All right, do your book. My book of the week is Only What's Necessary. It's got the best, coolest cover it's that is cool. um, Charles M. Schultz and the Art of Peanuts. And of course, if you remember Peanuts, um, the little cartoon with, and Snoopy the dog, that, that was um, Schultz. And inside from, mm, it can't be 1916. Oh, here we go. Unpublished original art <laughs> created for a young fan dated August 16th, 1952. Oh, 16th of the 8th, yeah, he's American. Uh, and it says, the caption is, I guess I just stumbled onto the right location. And it's Peanuts Aww. and uh, his friend, I forget her name, selling lemonade for, was it 10 cents? Two cents um, in a car park. There's all of these cars that, they're, that are going to want to buy lemonade. <laughs> and I, I love that because... Success sometimes can be entirely accidental. And I think it's really important to remember that sometimes success comes from doing the thing that you love. And here's the big caveat that we haven't addressed yet, but we can maybe talk about a bit afterwards, is Mm. instead of chasing success, maybe we should focus on chasing or trying to achieve something else, i.e., I don't know, artistic... Uh, pleasure or creativity or wholesomeness or I don't know achievement for you and success whatever that means to you however that looks will come in a different way Um, I think it's just a different you know sometimes the best things in life are created or achieved by turning the whole thing upside down right instead of chasing that thing chase the other thing and the other thing might come with it so it's a very good book it's big hardback really really thick um, board pages very classically creative gorgeous inside yep. really lovely and it is published by beautiful abrams comic arts and i think it was about 20 squidlies 25 squidlies um it's a gorgeous book really really lovely good uh, well that's an interesting topic that maybe uh self-fulfillment and happiness is the ultimate success oh matt that's the line of the podcast possibly half the line of the series Hooray! Fulfillment and happiness are is the ultimate is the ultimate success. Uh, yeah, fulfillment and happiness are the ultimate product of success. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm done. I've given you words. Do with them what you will. <laughs> Pod drop. I'm out. <clears throat> right, puppet. What's your book this week? Oh yes. So uh, the opposite of yours and. Kind of something we touched on already. One obviously metric is money. This book is called How to Get Rich. And it's amazing uh, because it was written by a very, very rich man, uh, Felix Dennis, who founded Dennis Publishing and the whole empire around that. He died in 2014. I think he had with a, with a net worth of like 800 million pounds. 
So on those terms, quite successful. This book is brilliant. It is about his life. So there's sort of anecdotes and stories of the ups and downs, sure. but there's also practical business advice throughout. And actually why I really love it, there's an amazing section. You can see I have bookmarked it like you um, on fear, which I'm not going to read to you, but if ever I'm feeling, if ever I'm getting bogged down in the minutiae or stuck in the weeds about something and worried about something, I read that and it clears my head and I go, oh yeah, there's nothing to worry about. It's brilliant. Um, maybe we'll read it at some point or do it on a separate pod or something because sure. it is, it's incredible. It'll change your life. Wow. That whole segment. Uh, but this book is great and it's funny and I, the thing is, I can imagine a lot of people not wanting to like read this in public on the tube yeah. because there is, there's a stigma to maybe wanting to be rich. You either are or you True. aren't, but you can't not allowed to want it. But you, but again, rich means different things to different people. So you don't need stop stop forcing your worldview on other people and what they're doing. I suppose the other mm -hmm. thing is to think about what you do with success as well. Well, yes, the the best actually a quote about money I heard only this week. That you know when the line is. Uh, People who say money doesn't buy happiness, well, well the original or one version is people who say money doesn't buy happiness don't know where to shop. Uh, my mum my had that on a magnet in the 80s. Um, but actually, the, the updated brilliant version of that I heard this week was people who say money doesn't buy happiness haven't given enough away. Whoa, that blew my mind that's a lovely that thing yeah yeah it is lovely and in fact funnily enough that ties in with exactly where i was going to go a friend of mine has a desire to earn a lot of money he's built a business that specifically is out to generate significant sums of cash the plan and it's like a conglomerate there's like four of them they've all got the same idea they get as much money out of this thing as possible like tons and with that money mm. that they create they buy empty buildings and turn them into homeless hostels for, for people for free Aww. so people that are homeless can go somewhere because there are so many buildings out there, like office blocks and stuff, that are just yeah. empty. It's an utter waste. Mm. And they want to be able to generate tons of cash from their business in order to use that cash, that free capital, to buy one of those buildings, gut it out, create these um, sort of pods, I guess, uh, to help solve the housing Aww. crisis. So I suppose the thing is, you know, it's very easy to... Uh, snob or snub or dismiss somebody who's made tons of money because I guess it's probably driven depends on their own behaviour of course because you can be really nasty but there's a lot of wealthy people that are insensitive yeah, yeah. but I think it's probably driven from jealousy ultimately they're not one of us you know we're very good at creating subcategories within society and if we can't identify with somebody then we tend to just sort of dismiss them we get them with our own tribe but that person yeah. might have accumulated eight hundred million pounds of spare cash or whatever, um, and written, you know, in their will that all eight hundred million pounds goes to a, I don't know, cat's home or something. Or so there's, I mean, that happened exactly to my best mate, her very very wealthy aunt. There were mm. a few million pounds left over, and all of it was sent to um, cats charities and stuff, and not her her <sighs> dad, who was the executor of the will who was told that he oh, had to wow. sort everything out, got absolutely nothing. Um, she oh. gave all of, none of her money to the family at all. Oh, I mean, that's a pod series in itself, and I'm fascinated. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I get, and they probably, you know, so that that fall down the stairs wasn't successful for them at all. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, just by coincidence, when you said about giving 800 million away, 
his in his will when he died, it was the majority has gone to planting the biggest uh, broadleaf deciduous forest in Europe. Oh wow! Cool. So has done something incredible, good for everyone. Um. So it wasn't just about hoarding money for money's yeah, sake. Yeah, sure. And also, as they say, you can't take it with you. Although you can give it to cats. <laughs> <laughs> or trees. Or trees. And so does it work, the book, Matt? That's what we all want to know. <laughs> um, it works. It's... <laughs> what, am I rich? <laughs> yes, of spirit. <laughs> uh, I have learned a lot from it. Like, I've read it three times because it's a really great read. And uh, like I said, that chapter you're rich on fear by proxy. is so wonderful. <laughs> yes, I'm proxy rich. Um, that chapter on fear is brilliant. Uh, and it's just a great... It was one of the first business books I read, actually, about eight years ago, and got me interested in... I, I realised, oh, hold on, there's a whole stand at the airport of these. <laughs> Always and now the every airport. time I fly, I buy a new business book. Yeah, I so, know. But that one is one of the is best. Is that interesting... Uh, is that why you bought it? Because when you started in business, the definition of successful business for you was to earn lots of money or be rich or be wealthy. Yes, was purely yeah. how much money can Monetary. I make. Which, yeah. And then it quickly changed because that it turned out that wasn't fulfilling. It was, how, what influence can I have? How many people can I help? Sure. What can I do with this, this with this gift where I can inspire people and help them get started and stick to it? And of course, the, the uh, let's not get too stuck in this kind of financial rut thing, but the reality is that, oh, there it is. Do you know what? I'm coughing away here. I've got my little <laughs> asthma cough and there's some water over there. I thought, I thought I'd put water. Mm. Oh, me too. I'm just going to wet my whistle. Such is my want. Mm. <laughs> No one wants a damp whistle. Now, <clears throat> well, no, everyone wants a damp whistle. That's the point, isn't it? We've got to wet it. Wet it with an H. Um, so, um, wet, wet whistles, wet willies, those are all things that should be... Uh, anyway. So Next week's episode. Yes. <laughs> so, the thing is, accumulating lots of money or having lots of money, if that's your success um, principle, then... There's an awful lot that comes with earning money, a lot of responsibility and an awful lot of pressure um, because, you know, even if you were given a ton of money and you were successful on the lottery, quote-unquote, yeah, then you have to manage it, right? Um, and yeah. when people find out, you get an awful lot of people, you know, wanting to borrow or have some of that money. Um, so it changes mm. things. Jack Canfield, I have his book, uh, but it's in a box somewhere. <laughs> uh, it's just reminded me. Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. And I think it's... Right. It's successful strategies of successful people. And so he sort of interviewed successful people in various different areas of life and looked at, okay, what was right. it about them? What, what, it, what was it that makes them successful? Is it an incredible focus on one thing? Is it a collaboration with teamwork? Is it getting up early and getting lots of sleep? Is it meditation? Is it, you know, mantras? Uh, and that's quite an interesting book. I would recommend that. I've, I haven't got it with me, so you'll have to Google it and go find it. But please try and buy it from an independent bookstore rather than... Um, Amazon. Yeah. You've, you've recommended three books this Matt, episode. nobody's counting. I'm going to have to speak to your you. keeper. <laughs> just, Je I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just successful with book recommendation this week. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. Yeah, what's the best judge of success? Or what's the best marker of success? Or actually, is it a lot of them? Is it maybe, to be happy, choose five different markers of success? 
Mm, yeah. And those five will be different for everyone. What would yours five be? Go. My five markers Ooh. of success. Yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Well, being a question I've never Ooh. thought about, I'm just going to throw these out and regret every time someone says, I was, I was listening to the success episode of the podcast and uh, <laughs> I was very surprised to hear you say. So uh, having never thought about this, I've never said this before, I would say some sort of... Um, i tell you what, here, this, this is a genuine one. Number one would be a lack of feeling of acute stress because that would mean that my time management is successful, there is enough money to grease the machine and grease things, so there's, those stresses are removed. So um, a, a fairly yeah. A-stressful existence. Um, global happiness, uh, and I mean that not in a kind of trite I think they just want the world to be happy. Uh, I mean, in a sort of, you know, there's elements of happiness in all of the areas of my life that are important. Um, yeah. Acute indication of uh, core needs having been met. Oh, how cute. Um, because I think that's critically important because it's all very well saying I've got a really successful business and look how much money we're making. But if your relationship isn't great or you haven't got communication or I don't know, yeah. elements of your life that aren't, you know, um, fulfilled, then I would say you've not very successful in life. Um, uh, fourth one would be 10,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, no, <laughs> fourth, <laughs> fourth one would be... Um, oh gosh, Matt, this is really difficult. I mean, those three Three's are I think, fairly you, good. I don't think yeah. I need a four and a five because those three are so good. All right, fine. What are your nine? <laughs> nine. <laughs> um, my personal fitness, health, health, and strength. Because at forty years of age, I'm the fittest, healthiest, strongest I've ever been, and I freaking love that. It makes me so happy. Only yesterday, I got a 55 kilo personal best on the strict press, which is when you hold a bar at shoulder height and press it straight up without jerking it. Well, so is it on little pegs? It's already at shoulder height and you have to lift it off the little pegs? It's on, it's on, yeah, it's on a rack. You lift it so you're like, you're holding it at shoulder height and then you press it straight up. And it, it took about 10 seconds. Ooh, but I didn't quit and I kept pushing. Oh, am I going to make it? Ooh. 55 kilos? Oh. Yeah, so I weigh about 79, so it was quite a hefty chunk of my weight. <laughs> All right, I'm going to change you in my phone to hefty chunk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, if you like, never mind me saying myself, it's quite a hefty chunk. <laughs> quite a hefty chunk. Uh, so that, fitness, health, strength, pushing ahead, just, and also, do you know what, sidebar with that, loving myself and my body. Loving the skin I'm in, not I like. Okay, I know I said I weighed seventy nine. That's only because I was curious, but I hadn't weighed myself for years, so I had no idea what I weighed. And like the this this fleshy vessel that my that the me lives in, and it's a horrible combination of words. Sorry, um, but we are like it's it's what's in between our ears that is the good bit, and obviously our heart and all of that stuff. That's what makes us us. Yes, they're like. The rest is just the it's casing. Interesting that the you're delicious, fleshy <clears throat> yes, casing. like a sausage. <laughs> sausage meat. It's it's in. God, it's in. I mean, by proxy, I have responsibility, right? So can we just? Um, we need to speak. Hefty. We need chunk. a directors' meeting now. What 
I'm interested that your one of your measures of success is your ability to keep pushing ahead. So if you yes. so you wouldn't consider yourself successful if you weren't like striving for more. Uh, interesting. I hadn't really really realised I'd said that. Um, as long as I no, I don't need to necessarily do more. Like I love the groove I'm in with my fitness and working out and all of that and meditation. I think I'd be very happy if that same volume continued. But by by dint, one of the central tenets of exercise is always do is always doing a little bit more if you can. Are you lifting a bit heavier or doing a few more sets or whatever? So within that time, I have just nudging what I can do because that's also growth. Yeah. We talked about that before. Otherwise, the opposite is atrophy um, or stagnation, sure. and neither are good for me just for, I guess before that it comes back to that self feeling of self-esteem I achieved I did what I wasn't sure I did what seven-year-old skinny Matt at school never thought he would sure. do there's that as well which is a big marker of success for me well hasn't this turned into an unremunerated therapy session so I <laughs> <laughs> they usually do I think there's a little bit of homework for you yes. my listener puppet and that is for you to, the next time you boil your kettle, or maybe tonight, when you snuggle up with the other half, or if you haven't got another half, then snuggle up with your cactus and your bottle of Pinot Grigio or your... Um, the Japanese body yes, pillow. your cat. <laughs> Slip on a favourite onesie and have a little think oh. about what success means for you. And if you'd like to share it, I'd love to hear that on Instagram at that human podcast yeah. because... Wouldn't that be an interesting thing for us to create a smorgasbord of success on the podcast uh, Instagram page? I'd love that. And also why it's important. Mm. I think because that's what we said is the next level of understanding it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to reflect on this a little bit and have a think because it's just yet another example of something that I've not ever considered. But it's actually bloody important, isn't it? That's what I love about this podcast. Isn't it? Because we keep unpicking things almost accidentally, where I think, how have I got this far in my life without having some sort of concrete, established answer to what, what is success for me? Well, maybe... Oh, my God. Maybe we will feel successful by having done this deeper exploration. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the inception of being a human. Well, and I suppose that's the last thing, isn't it? Well, <clears throat> is that you yeah. should all, all of us feel success in something because we can even if the success that you feel is the very fact that you're here today because there's no yeah. guarantee that anybody any of us will wake up the next morning um so the very yeah. fact that you woke up today and hopefully wake up tomorrow is the very first success that you can celebrate every single day of your life and what a wonderful feeling that love is. that yeah laugh death in the face that's what i say is the flip side to what you were yes, saying absolutely yes that's exactly it well <laughs> matthew it is <laughs> what a joy a pleasure and a joy to have you in my ears and i am um, a feast for my eyes a treat for my Thong. brain and a follicles <laughs> i don't know i'm going Join us at That Human Podcast. Matt, where can people, what must they do? Quickly, yes, there's one more piece of homework. They must have an internet connection <laughs> on their phone or device <laughs> and then head to the Apples, the Googles, the Amazons, the Spotify's and search and find us, The Human Podcast, because some other 
pretenders to the throne have human-based podcasts. It's often easier if you search Matt Boyles or Jez Rose and will definitely pop up, come up in your face. Yes. And then hit the five <laughs> oh, stars and... Uh, hit the five stars, give us a review and it helps get us in front of other people. So if you're enjoying so it, there's people a good don't chance other people will. Typing in Matt Boyles and Jez Rose. Exactly. And then we'll be successful in the pod ah, world. Ah, success. Maybe we are. Ah, Money. Ah, yeah. Women. Pods. Ah, ah, kittens. Ah, ah, what's going on? Ah, <laughs> personalised pastry chef. Ah. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Very good. Bye. Thanks so much for listening.